welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hey, welcome to another year and another season of Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death. We are a girlfriend-boyfriend podcast. Uh, he loves horror movies and me not so much. And I scare very easily. And uh, each month we thematically break down a pod- uh, scary movie a week. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like most of what you said is 100% true. But okay. I think there's been quite a few cases. I'm not going to say like every week. Clearly that's not true. Um, we need to talk about Kevin, but I feel like there's, <laughs> that's true. I feel like there's definitely a lot of movies that we've watched that you've been like, I really like that. Yeah. There've been like, a few. High five. Yeah. Um, so let's spend January, Cindy, diving into movies that are a cornerstone of my childhood and who I fundamentally am as a horror nerd. Okay. These movies are very important <laughs> to me for different reasons. Okay. So we're doing eighties. 1980s, that is. Okay. Ghost Not movies. 1880s. Okay. 1880s ghost movies. <laughs> That's a whole different um, thing. Yeah, we're doing 1980s ghost movies, and I specifically chose these movies because our first and second week films came out six months apart. Okay. And they feel like they're 20 years apart. <laughs> Ooh. Um, and the way they were made and shot and their sensibilities. They One feels very modern and one feels very not modern and very like in the past of ghost movies. (laughs) Okay. Let's go ahead and talk about our first film. All right. What do you got? New Year, New You. New. (laughs) 1981's Ghost Story. Ghost Story. One of my mom's favorite horror films. All right. uh, Which I saw a shitload as a child. Okay. Never even heard of it. So it is rated R. It is one hour and 50 minutes long. No, it's 20 minutes over my happy place, but that's okay. I feel like you're really going to like this movie a lot. (laughs) Okay. I'm jumping ahead of myself here, but uh, 1981, what were you doing? Um, I was one. I was one, about to be two that December. Um, Oh, I had chicken pox. I had chicken pox. What month do we know of 1980? So this movie was released December 18th, 1980. Oh, yeah. I for sure had the chicken pox. (laughs) There you go. My mom believed in my sister. It's older than I am, so she was already in school, and she got chicken pox. It was like, I'll just bring it home, give it to the baby. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> yeah. Thanks. So I got it when I was little. Um, I was not yet born in 1981. Oh, fancy you. There you go. I was still swimming around in the ether. Ooh. All right, so the world of 1981 was the year Reagan was sworn in, and then the 52 American hostages were released in Iran after... 444 days. Okay. Uh, Reagan was shot later that year. The uh, AIDS was first recognized in the United States. (laughs) That had been going on for... Yeah, okay. They found... It was five five people that they identified having AIDS. I think it's when they still called it GRIDS. That's when they're still calling it GRIDS in 81. Okay. Donkey Kong was released. MTV launched... Woo! I want my MTV. Ric Flair won his first world heavyweight title. (laughs) That's all that you care about. In 1981, people that were born that year, Alicia Keys, Elijah Wood, Tom Hiddleston, Natalie Portman, Chris Evans, Beyonce, Serena Williams, people that died that year, Bob Marley. Oh, wow. Gloria Graham, William Holden. And Natalie Wood. Natalie Wood. Mm-hmm. Well, well, <laughs> what's in a type of wood that can't float? Ah, Natalie Wood. 
I had a teacher in high school who used to make that joke. My dad used to make that joke all the time. Yikes. Okay. Um, so let's talk about this movie. All right. This ghost. Ridiculous movie. Ghost, ghost story. story. And when I say ghost story, it is the one from 1981, not the one that came out like 2016. Is that a remake or does no, they share a title? Totally separate movie. That ju- I think that one's called A Ghost Story. Okay. Um, and it's very like sad. <laughs> all right. It's like a guy walking around with like a sheet over his head and he's a ghost, but like he experiences all these sad things. This movie is not that movie. <laughs> uh, this movie is directed by John Irvin. Who's who that? Who directed The Dogs of War, Raw Deal. Raw Deal is like the forgotten Schwarzenegger movie. Do you okay. know Schwarzenegger made a movie where he was a cop <laughs> who infiltrated the mafia in like Chicago. Never heard of this. But with that accent. <laughs> just like, I'm a cop from middle America. And I have an Austrian accent. Um, nobody yeah. knows, nobody don't address it. It does give us one of the best Arnold lines ever. Which, which is? He gets into an argument with his wife, who's drunk, and she throws a cake at him. Whoa. Like a full-on like cake. Cake, full cake. And okay. he goes, you shouldn't drink and bake. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, oh, you should. Yikes. 100%. You okay. should 100% drink and bake. Uh, he also directed Hamburger Hill and the okay. Patrick Swayze Next of Kin movie. Not the Australian movie that came out in the 80s okay so who um, stars is this hold on let's the screenplay oh, okay. is by lawrence cohen who wrote carrie like the yeah the screenplay the, the og carrie yeah uh the 1990 miniseries it and the tommy knockers tv miniseries okay i've heard of that name I don't and it's based it. on a novel by peter straub who was an author of some note still People still like Peter Straub's a thing. Uh, he wrote The Talisman with like Stephen King. Okay. Kind of a fantasy author. Um, and now, who stars in this thing? Tell me now. I'm so excited to get to say the name I'm about to say. All right. This cast is loaded, but okay. I get to say first, Craig Wasson. I love the weird weirdness of Craig Wasson. Okay. Um, he plays because... I had a hard time when I was a kid understanding this. He plays twins in this movie. <laughs> okay. So there's twins. It's not the same mm. character. Gotcha. They do not a great job at explaining, at least to me in my mind, that they are not the same person. Okay. Um, even though one has like facial hair. Clearly how you delineate <laughs> between two twins. Right. Um, but he was on A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors, and he was the lead male in Body Double. Brian De okay. Body, body Double. double. Pulling... Worn panties out of a trash can, putting him in his pocket, <laughs> afraid of like enclosed spaces, body double. Okay. That movie is trashy goodness, and I love it. We have uh, Alice Kriege, who was the board queen in the Star Trek movies, starting with First Contact. Okay. Now, those are kind of like your two leads. Okay. You get top billing in a way. And who? But let's talk about the heavy hitters in this movie. These are the top, the leads are not the heavy Fred hitters? Fred Astaire. Okay. Oh, yeah, that is a heavy hitter. You're yeah. right. From okay. Funny Face, Swing Time. Was not expecting the beach, this. The Towering Inferno. Uh, John Houseman, who was in The Fog, Three Days of the Condor, Rollerball. Wow. Melvin Douglas, who was in The Changeling. You were not kidding when you right? said heavy hitters. Okay. Remember the old man from The Changeling? Yes. He was also the old man from Being There? Yes. And he was in The Candidate. Please, for the love of Christ, if anyone hears this who has the power to release movies on Blu-ray, put the candidate out on Blu-ray so I can own it. Okay. That's like one of the best films that has never gotten a proper release past DVD. Huh. Okay. Um, it's so good. It's so good. So good. Um, Douglas Fairbanks Jr., who was in Little Caesar. All right. And um, 
Patricia Neal, who was in HUD, The Day the Earth Stood Still, and A Face in the Crowd. Oh, okay. Jesus Christ. Wow. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and get this out of the way now. You're, you weren't kidding about this. We talk about these people in this movie being, it's very old. Yeah. This movie is very, the the, the age of the cast of this movie is ancient. Well, it's in the, um, yeah, they would have been old even yeah. for 1981. This is the final theatrical film of Melvin Douglas, Fred Astaire, and Douglas Fairbrack Jr. They pretty much all died right after this. So <laughs> is it safe to too. say there's a curse? I don't think it's a curse. I think oh. it's what happens when you hire like four men in their late 80s to be in your movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they tend to not live long after that. Okay. Uh, Melvin Douglas died, I think he did this and then the changeling and he died before both of them came out, I think. Damn. Like. So it was just, yeah. Okay. I'm just thinking about, can you imagine, like, having a movie, even though they were old actors, and then by the premiere, like, well, they died. <laughs> well, sorry, they we died. Still, we got Craig Watson here. Don't okay. count him out. So Stephen King described the book that this is based off as, quote, probably the best supernatural novels, or one of the best supernatural novels since The Others, The Exorcist, and Rosemary's Baby. Oh, wow. Um, That's quite an accolade. And my mom, like I said, she loves it. Loves the shit out of this movie. Right. I, I, enjoy I love it. the I'm, shit I'm out of your mom. Say I love this movie, but you have fond feelings for it. I do. I, I this is weirdly a movie that got a lot of play in my childhood, and yeah. it scared the shit out of me when I was a little kid. And now you're like, oh, let's watch that as a cozy comfort movie. Okay, I mean, let's I mean, do it. It's gonna have some houses that you're gonna really love. <laughs> I do like. I do like a good architecture Just story. Saying. Okay. All right. So this is the part of the podcast where Josh shows me a poster and I try to tell you what the plot of the movie is going to be about based only from the picture and knowing who is in the movie. Boom. Okay. <laughs> it's just a black screen ghost story. This time, has, oh, the time has come to tell the tale. <laughs> uh, okay. I guess it's about people in a house telling a ghost story because that's all that's on the cover or on the poster people are in a house and they're going to tell a ghost story and it's it comes true while they're telling it that's what i'm going to say happens okay let's see how right you are okay um, where can we watch this movie so scream did a blu-ray that i have here it's actually my mom's i bought it from my mom a couple <laughs> years ago i borrowed it off her wow what so quite, quite the it. homer present there josh um no this is definitely more her movie than it is mine next week's movie is mine <laughs> All right, um, but it is available to watch on Prime. I think it's three ninety nine to rent. It's worth a rent for sure because there's some interesting stuff in it. Okay, um, I'm, I'm just I, waiting. I don't know if everything in this movie works, but there's definitely some really good okay scares in it. Yay! So I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I haven't watched it in a while. So all right, let's get to let's it. go watch Ghost Story. Join us, won't you? Mind the doors. Take you places where you have never been. Start. I will show you things that you have never seen. Beginning. And I will see the life run out of you. Long ago, on a cold, dark night, in this peaceful New England village, something happened. 
Something too terrifying to remember. Something too frightening to forget. Something that has remained a secret until now. Perish! Is anyone else seeing these? Am I the only one having nightmares? Universal Pictures presents Fred Astaire, Melvin Douglas, Douglas Fairbanks Jr., John Hausman, Ghost Story, from the terrifying best-selling novel by Peter Straub. Who's this? He's found a picture of her. That's not possible. The girl, the men, the evil, silence. Dad, I'm telling you something happened. I'm telling you something. I think he may have been murdered. The house, the fear, the nightmares, the vengeance, the terror, the truth. Not now, Ricky. Yes, now. Something's happening. Something terrible. I fear that more of us are going to die. No, we we, we must talk about it. Ah, uh, she is not the person that you think she is. <laughs> Who are you? Oh, no, please, let's not stop. She's worried you have the wrong idea about her. Everything about her is wrong. No, please, please let me talk about her. Get away from her, Dave. <laughs> what are you? She's dangerous. Listen to me, please. <laughs> never been forgiven. <laughs> Ghost story. The time has come to tell the tale. Ghost story. There is a difference. I looked up because I was trying to find the name of one of the younger actors. One of the actors, the younger guys, and there, there is a distinct difference between a ghost story and ghost story. They are two very different movies. Yeah, uh, found that out on IMDb. One's got Casey Affleck in it. Yes, I was like, okay. And the other one's a this movie. A fun movie, a fun romp with old timers. <laughs> oh Lord, um, things we got things to talk about. But right? before we start talking about the things in this movie. Cindy, why don't you go ahead and just tell us what this movie is about. This movie is a revenge story of a girl who was killed by some asshole boys. And uh, she defeats the patriarchy after death. Well, and okay. <laughs> a bunch of rich white dudes murder a girl. And she gets her revenge in ghost form. Am um, I wrong? You're not. And IMDb has it as... The Chowder Club, a.k.a. The White white Club. They're very white. Honky Club. Uh, Two generations of men find themselves haunted by the presence of a spectral woman. Um, When the son of the one of the elderly men returns to his hometown after his brother's mysterious death, they attempt to unravel her story. Um, I think we go ahead and just get this out of the way now. Yeah. This ghost likes too fuck <laughs> yeah she does boy yeah she does she is down to clown not so much as like a um living person no in the but story. when she inhabits or when she uh when she's like rocking around as a ghost yeah when she inhabits another person or however she became went from spectral form to I, human form i don't really know the I, the I rules also, of the magic i also um, enjoy the fact that like 
the sex that we see her have is aggressive. It is, yeah. It's very aggressive. She's flashing about, uh, you know. It was, uh... Oh, she's like, all right, now sling me sling me onto the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Upside down pile driver. This is a PG-13 movie. What the hell? Yeah. Um, I did, because I've never read the book. And I was curious. <laughs> I was like, how much, how close is this to the book? Sometimes uh, women's erotica novels, I they feel, can get up there, hun. I've not read the book, but like I read the synopsis because I, I was kind of curious. Like, let's see what happens in the book. I feel like the movie might be better Oh, than what I read. And uh, that's just me speaking hypothetically because the book, from my understanding, is similar in structure. Okay. Except we find out that... It's less of them, like, showing up to her house drunk and, like, causing her death. And more, like, she's kind of aggressive, and that's what leads to her death. And then she's not so much a ghost as she is a shapeshifter who can, like, body hop, which is why she can be physical. So that makes more sense than how a ghost can just be like, so anyway, I'm here and I'm going to fuck you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay. But it doesn't have any of the cool stuff at the end about her. Because I think, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. The best part of this movie yeah. is Real talk. whenever Craig Wasson breaks his leg and then she comes down the hall and <laughs> yeah, like stares a wedding in that dress. wedding dress. And yeah. then meanwhile, Fred Astaire is like having the town, the whole town Why shows up. Why would they, dri- yeah, rather than pull, going back and helping him. Pull the um, car out yes. and then her she gets out the dead body and that was my favorite part is the dead body when yeah. it gets out of the it's car it's a very collapses. well done graphic that's not in the book i don't believe <laughs> oh well shit. she's like uh she hops bodies and oh well that's not she's fun. what they call a manitou i don't know which is a manitou it's a shape-shifting creature not so much a ghost so i like the fact that the movie is more like so it's a ghost okay and they also the book elaborates on the two characters that make the least amount of sense in the movie for me, which are is the other the, two and the the two that are working for her, because I'm like, why would there just be two people working for a ghost? Oh yeah, that doesn't make sense. You're right. But when she's a shapeshifter, it makes sense because they're gonna make okay. she's gonna make them a shapeshifter, and they get a backstory. Kind of like a Dracula Redfield sort of. Thing. And my understanding of their backstory is they are brothers. Okay. And. The one was like a Manson-esque follower. <laughs> okay. The older one. And then his little brother wears women's clothing because the older brother molests him. Jesus. It's my understanding of how that works. Oh, okay. So. Oh, wow. Um, So that takes this fun romp I'm with Fred Astaire kind of, to a weird level. I'm kind of okay never reading the book after reading some of the highlights about it. Okay. And yeah, that sounds I'm also okay with... The things in this movie not making sense just continuing to not make sense. Okay. Because. <laughs> I don't like the implication. There's there's chunks of this movie that I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah. how how does she just show up as a ghost and just start <laughs> railing Craig Wasson? Yeah. And how does he, like, she's cold, but wait. And how are you, like, going to marry somebody that you don't even know? I don't yeah. know. It was but all weird. apparently in the book, like I said, she's more of a shapeshifter, so she wouldn't be cold. And she gives him, like, a whole backstory. Okay. And then he finds out her backstory is bullshit. Which does make more sense than a book where she's just like, hey, 
avoid the I love question. you. And he's like, hey, so what, like, what's your name? Where are you from? And she's like, avoid the question. This is my name. It's none of your business. It's whatever. Let's get married in front of the whole town. Yep. Um, and she wants to punish the whole town. Yep. In the book, uh, which in the movie, they kind of narrow it down to. She just wants to fuck over these four dudes. And in the book also, apparently there's five and one of them dies a year before the book takes place. Okay. And then that's when they all start having the nightmares uh, that they're all having. Okay. It's after he dies and there's four and then it, it weeds them down much okay. like the movie. Okay. So there you go. That, that's what, that's what I learned. <laughs> that was a fun foray. Un- that made me feel uncomfortable for liking this movie. If some of those things ring true, yeah. but that's okay. That's, this movie is definitely okay. a movie of parts. Like, <laughs> okay. There are definitely chunks of this movie I really enjoy. Yes. Especially the ending. But when we break it down, it really doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. But it makes sense altogether. Like when you're watching it and you're like, just don't think too much about the logistics. Yeah. Um, <laughs> definitely don't think about the logistics. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I said earlier. I think I told you off mic. I was like, I don't know how this movie's going to hold up because I haven't seen it in a long time. And I do really like it. And I think there's some of the set pieces are fantastic. The graphics were um, actually really good. And the special effects were really interesting and different. There were some weird, again, when you like break it down and piece it out, they're like, oh, that's uncomfortable. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But superficially, this was a fun movie, but I can see why it didn't like wasn't yeah blockbuster movie you know it's crazy for having as many people as it does if this movie if that movie was made now yeah when they flash back it would be to the 70s (laughs) oh that's uncomfortable too 50 years ago (laughs) i don't like that Uh, okay i don't like this yeah so okay ghost movies i'm just gonna go ahead and say this what this movie is Kind of in the old guard of ghost movies. And ghost movies are as old as movies themselves. Like, people think that the first horror film was made in 1896. And really? It was three minutes long. Oh, wow. Okay. And it was George Melier, the guy who made um, A Trip to the Moon. Like, the French filmmaker who was like, no, yeah. like, it can be art. And it was a ghost movie. Oh. The first horror film was a ghost movie. A three-minute ghost movie. So is that why we're starting out this? No, it's okay. just... We need to remember our roots. Ghost movies don't really change. Like, that's the thing. You get some that are kind of odd or different over time. But all the way up through this, and even to, to now, ghost movies are have been very standard. Yeah. Even though they're kind of the oldest horror film, I guess. They're like, oh... 1800s giant house right or like <laughs> beautiful giant houses like some sort of like horrible thing happened or you're like you did some fucked up shit and then your ghost is your comeuppance yeah it's things like the innocence um this and then continues through oh the uninvited sorry yeah i've got to mention the uninvited but it continues <laughs> through and you kind of see I was that call in you out on it or others, something right okay yes giant house like something's not quite right right uh, Crimson Peak is in this vein. Giant house. <laughs> yeah. There are ghosts. The ghosts represent your past sins or something you've done wrong or yes. someone you've wronged. And it's so interesting to me that that in the time of the 70s when a lot of horror genres were getting upended uh-huh. 
right? Like Texas Chainsaw Massacre comes along. Yeah. Uh, movies like that. Movies like Halloween. Ghost movies like are monsters. still like, so 50 years ago. Yeah. In a giant house. We made a ghost. Yeah. There's somebody who still lives here and is really pissed off. Yeah. Um, we did something awful. Which is why I wanted to do this movie in conjunction with the Poltergeist films. Because the Poltergeist films are uh, kind of the uh, exact opposite. They're they're ghosts. But yeah. it's totally like not in a giant house. It's in the suburbs. <laughs> so this, so which, that's okay. why we are okay. doing Ghost Story and then leading into Poltergeist. Because they're six months apart. But they feel like they were made 20 years apart. All right. Like one feels like, a holy big. shit, it's like... A modern MTV take of like ghost movies. And the other one feels like, oh, this is your like grandpa's movie. The 1800s. There's, there's a man wearing <laughs> knickerbockers in this movie. So that's why we're, that's why we're doing it. That's why we're doing the theme because all monsters in movies represent some sort of metaphor, right? Like, okay, yes. Godzilla is atomic war, especially in the first Godzilla film. Right? Okay. Even yeah. everywhere he walks, he leaves footprints that irradiate the land, and you can't fucking touch anything there without oh. getting radiation poisoning ghosts kind of represent past sins past transgressions and like guilt if you think about a lot of ghost movies it's a lot of guilt yeah yeah haunting yeah avenge revenge i suppose Yeah. yeah okay like if we just ignore the little bit we know about the book ghost story and just look at the movie she literally just out to get revenge because they killed her. Yes. And not even in, like, by knocking her down. Like, they <laughs> like put they, her in the they car could have and gotten her out. push it in the pond. Yeah. And then she wakes up and they're like, oh, fuck. And then she drowns. Yep. Because of them trying to hide something shitty they did. Yep. So. Fuck them. Like I said, she brings them down. Okay. Um, Anything else we want to wrap up and talk about with this movie? Well, Before I we move to on to what I know you, is going to be the bane of my life next um, week. We talked a little bit before about how uh, most of the the elderly cast died shortly yeah. after making this movie. But of the four actors who played the young versions of the main characters, three of them are dead. Oh, that's uncomfortable. They died before reaching the age of 60. So Kurt Johnson, who played young Edward Wanderlei, died of AIDS. On February 12th, oh, wow. 1986, at the yeah. age of 33. Uh, Tim Choate, who is young Ricky Hawthorne, was killed in a motorcycle accident on September 24th, 2004, at the age of 49. And Mark Chamberlain was killed in a bicycle accident on March 22nd, 2011, at the age of 55. Wow. As of um, now, I, Ken Olin is the only surviving member of the group. Yeah, that's the one who I was trying to look up, because he, he plays uh, he's the male lead in 30-something season yeah. one. Um, the interiors were constructed inside the abandoned Union Station, the former New York City Railroad Passenger Train Station oh, okay. on Broadway wow. in Albany, New York. Uh, they built a two-story set. Murder and death scenes were filmed on the second floor of that set. Scenes were filmed in sequence, and the two-story set was significantly aged after the death scene. Okay. So it later appeared as a derelict house. Nice. That's how they... Okay. Yeah. yeah after makes the sense. movie, the old station was refurbished and restored to its former grandeur and served as an office space... For Bank of America. Oh, yay. I kind of want to go there to be like, I'm just going to look around at ghost story sets. <laughs> Thanks, Bank of America. 
the old spooky ass mansion was a map painting. <laughs> oh, okay. So there you go. That's Dumbly cool. Albert Whitlock. Damn, I fell for that shit. Um, and in the film, Douglas Fairbanks Jr. is the first of the four members of the Chowder right. Society, the White Ass Society, to die. <laughs> right. Uh, however, in real life, he was the last of the four men to die. <laughs> oh, he flipped the script onto me. He held on the longest. Good on him. So, did you like this movie all in all? I did. I thought this was, it was a good story. It was interesting. It was told in a very a unique way, a non-linear sort of way. But it wasn't as jarring as, let's say, like a Quentin Tarantino non-linear. It just kind of flowed and you were just kind of yeah. along for the ride. It was it was good. It lagged in some spots, but it's an older movie. You expect that. Yeah. It feels older than it is. Yes, um, it does. This movie was shot by Jack Cardiff, who shot Black Narcissus and Red Shoes. Yeah, that explains and that. a million things, including Rambo First Blood Part Two. <laughs> Oddly. That's so weird. Um, yeah. Okay. Dude liked to work. But he was like the foremost cameraman in England forever. Like, yes. when England started making color films, Jack Cardiff was the person Technicolor taught yeah. their process to. Because they were like, he's kind of your best cameraman in all the entire country. Yep. Um, if you have not ever seen uh, some of the artwork from Black Narcissus. Yeah. Uh, this movie it's is... insane very pretty yes and i think that helps it get away with some <laughs> story story holes. holes yes i think so too uh i yes i would agree so i think I, I like this movie i don't love it i really like the ending though yeah like, i think it goes out on such a good note that it makes me forgive some of the earlier stuff where i'm like this doesn't make sense <laughs> yeah how is That's he like power fucking a ghost right now it works it works put together but broken apart it doesn't it it's just a big old mess yeah it's like a monet um i like i said the easily the two best scenes are her and the sequence involving the wedding dress and, and the car the, and, and the corpse all that and then also the scene where craig lawson falls uh, dick out <laughs> yes, out of yes. the building and his dick just kind of flaps Whoa. his dick does this thing it goes wiggle, 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 as he wiggle. falls and dies yeah and everyone dies near some sort of water yes that's a big part of it because that's how, how she drown her that's correct anywho so next week <sighs> we're doing poltergeist fucking excited it had to happen at some point whatever We'll talk about it later. Your mom your mom asked me, she's like, you know, Poltergeist, you're going to watch Poltergeist 2? I've never seen it. And I was like, Poltergeist 2? And she's like, yeah. I was like, you know, 100% we're doing Poltergeist 2. <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> well then, uh, until next week. I'm Josh. And I'm Cindy. And I'm still his girlfriend. Yay. <laughs>